I started I started from my house at at a, a quarter to six, and I and I got here right about a little seven, you know. And it usually takes me thirty minutes, and the traffic was horrible. Thank you, Jesus. I probably some people still stuck in it, you know. The ones that leave the house kind of like last minute, you know. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Who came ready, though, to receive more tonight? Hmm. More word. More knowledge. And more food for your spirit. It's important to know that because we live in a world where, where there's people that live in the flesh. And then there's people that live in the spirit. The kingdom citizens live in the spirit. And a lot of times when we teach, some misunderstand. You know, because, you know, they're, they're thinking in, like in the flesh. So you need to kind of, after you get saved, you become born of the spirit. So tonight it's going to be important to understand it because some people might not get it right. But this is my suggestion to you. Listen, try to understand, and whatever you don't understand or you have feelings about, put it on the shelf. Put it on the shelf. Keep coming back. Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. All of a sudden, it's going to click. You know, what Jessica said today in the testimony is exactly along the lines that I'm teaching. You know, to glorify God. And I'm using the word glorify a lot tonight. So so write that word down, glory, glorify. Look it up in your dictionary and find out the meaning. Because some people misunderstand the meaning. And that's why they misunderstand the lesson. But once you know what I'm talking about, hallelujah. When I say, are you hungry? I don't mean hungry for physical food. I mean hungry for the bread of life. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. And that's the bread that we're going to feed you tonight. The bread for your spirit. Who Who has the nature of God in this place? The people that get born again, accept Jesus to come make a dwelling in your house, then you have. Then He gave you His nature. You heard Pastor Sandy teach a lot on that last week. So you have the nature of God. I said, and also, I'm just asking questions. Who has the Who has the Father Spirit in you? So I'm I'm teaching the right crowd. So who look Who looked in the mirror before you came tonight? Who looked in the mirror? What did you see? Most people see their face. They don't like it, you know. <laughs> they got to go back and put something on it. Man, I'm ug- my face ugly, you know. <laughs> but as you grow in God's word, right, and your nature begins to change, it doesn't happen overnight. You have to, that's why I've always say Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Sunday morning, because most people, they don't even go one service a week. Some hadn't been in, in any service. And, and if they hear you, they start, you know, they have opinions. And I don't have opinions. I have the Word of God. Okay. All right? Hallelujah. Your nature begins to change as you grow. Your image on that mirror will slowly, will slowly change. 
No longer will you see that old face. I tell you if I experienced, because I used to think I was real ugly. But but all of a sudden, every time I look in the mirror now, I look nice, you know. I, I don't care what you look. I'm saying I look nice. I'm happy. So you no longer will see that old face. No, you will begin to see the Father. You have confessed, if you've been in this church, you have confessed so long what the Word has taught you to say. You see me, you see the Father. Well, one day that becomes a real fact. See, those aren't just words. People just say words. No, that becomes a real fact. You see yourself in the mirror, and you'll see the Father. You no longer see you. Amen. It makes you smile, you know. And you can't help but say, thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, my Father. Thank you, my Father. I looked at myself in the mirror, and I saw my Father. Wow. And that's my title for tonight. So write that. <laughs> I looked in the mirror and I saw my father. So let's start by reading John. We go right to the word, John 15, verse 4 and 5 in the Amplified. Dwell in me. Do you have the Amplified? Do you all put it over there or behind me? It says, dwell in me. And, and I will and I will dwell in you. Live in me, and I will live in you. Just as no, just as no branch can bear fruit of itself without abiding and being vitally united to the vine. Hmm. Neither can you bear fruit unless you abide in me. I'm the vine and you're the branches. Now this is underline this part. <coughs> Whoever lives in me and I in him bears much, say much, much. abundant fruit. However, apart from me, cut off from the vital union with me, you can do nothing. That's why it's important to get born again because He's talking to born-again believers, not the lost people that never go to church, you know. They don't have any fruit. What kind of fruit do they have, you know? But now once you get the, the Spirit of the Lord in you, you are now you can understand the Scriptures that you bear fruit. That means what He gave you to do. And the first thing He gave us to do is to tell others about Him, the Gospel, Bring people to church, get them saved, or you pray for them, get them saved at home. Can you say amen? amen? Thank you, my Father, that we're here, Father, to learn. Teach us your word, Father. Teach us what your fruit is. And we love you, Father. In another version, he says, live in me, make your home in me, just as I do in you. Wow, that's heavy. So if you see a word and start personalizing and believing it, then there, you're not alone. Once he came to live in you, the key is, do you live in him? He already moved in. What did you do? 
Did you stay doing what you always did or do you start changing? Well, you can't change because you don't know. But that's why you have to come Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night to a church that teaches you. Not to any church. A church that teaches you who you are in Christ. Then slowly you begin to bear fruit. Slowly you begin to understand that there's someone inside of you much bigger than the world. Hallelujah. That's the, when you're joined with me, he says, and I with you, the relationship is, underlined this, intimate and organic. How many know those words, you know? If you're married, you know what intimacy is, right? And a lot of you that are health people, you know what organic is. Now you got the best. You become intimate with him and organic. And the harvest is sure to be abundant. See? That's the key. The harvest will be abundant once you do those things. But you got to understand. Jesus told us that he is the true vine. So if he's the true vine, we got to continue to be connected so the sap can come into us. So what is the glory of a vine? You're going to hear the word glory a lot tonight. You're going to get sick of it. You're, man, he says glory again. So what is the glory of the vine? The glory of the vine is to support and give life to the branches, which we are the branches, through the sap that flows. Are you with me? So you know that you got to connect it to the, to the vine. That's what you do when you come here. Some people at home, they don't do that, you know. And some people that never got saved don't even understand what I'm talking about. We're the branches. Say, I'm the branch. So what is the glory of the branch? Here's where you, you start seeing yourself. If you're the branch, then what's your glory? We know that the vine's glory is you. So here it goes. It's the fruit that it bears. No fruit, no glory. Some people have been in the church for years and have never won one soul. No fruit. It's, it's really great when you've been in and you see, uh, you know, I hear testimonies and, and, and I, I, in my spirit I think, that's my fruit. That's, that's the fruit of what I produce. They don't have to mention my name. I know because I saw when they came and I know what we ministered to them and now they're different. That's the fruit. I, I, use, I use a lot of this. I, I take up the tithe and offers, right? So, so I use a lot of this, uh, you know, the, in, in the tithe, you know. No tithe, no open windows. Yeah. No tide, no open windows. No fruit, no glory. So how do you glorify God? By the fruit that you bear. It is, a, it is a, uh, the Father's glory for us to bear much fruit. Say much. See, a lot, a lot of people just jump into much money, you know. We're not talking about money. We're talking about, you know, people that come into the kingdom of God. 
When we bear much fruit, we show the glory of our Father. So you want to show people the glory of your Father, you know, then start producing fruit. Some think that if they attend church once a week and sing a worship song or go to a, or have a prayer meeting, hmm. I used to get right to the root of the things, right? That they brought glory to God. They did something great for God because they came to church once a week, sung a song, prayed a little, and then went home. Uh, we must bring forth fruit. Another word for fruit is productivity. We bring glory to God when we make something productive and worthwhile, like the life that he gave us. This is a reason that we must find what we were born to do and do it. But when I say born to do, I don't mean born from a baby. No, I said born in God. Some of you were 40 years old when you were born. See? So that's where they misunderstand the teaching. I'm not talking about born. Well, every baby has a destiny and God knows. But but until you're born again, for instance, you have a job. You're a carpenter. You're a, you're a mechanic. And then you, and then you get saved. Well, then you become born again. At that moment, you have you have a de- you have something that God puts you to do, a job to do for Him, for the glory of God. Now He didn't make you a carpenter because you He wasn't even talking. You were dead. You didn't come alive till after you got Jesus in you. So I'm talking born again believers. So don't mix it up. The two. That's what I'm saying. The, the world out here, you know, I, I became an X-ray technician on my own. You know, we can, I can praise God for it after I became saved, but he didn't put me there because he, he didn't even know me. And I didn't know him. You know, I was in a Catholic church. So I became an extra technician because I saw the opportunity and my, my intelligence, my brain told me, you could do that. And so, so I studied a little bit and passed the test and I started taking x-rays. That's where I started. But once I got born again, then I started going to church, Lakewood Church, where John Austin taught like we teach here, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. He's the one who told me to say that, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. And all of a sudden, doors begin to open, and, uh, and what God called me to do, I found out what actually did God call me to do. Did he call me to be an expert tech my, all, all my life? I, apparently not. He has a job for me to do. That's what I'm saying. You know, Jessica was a, 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 a doctor's assistant uh, in the medical field. Well, she could have stayed there and says, hey, I'm making good money. I'll just stay here and never shown the glory of God. But now some people misunderstand. No, well, she was showing the glory of God by working at doctors. No, because God didn't put her there. Then when she came here, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night for I don't know how, how long, and God spoke to her. Well, God doesn't speak to you until you understand the language. So you grow and you start going to church and growing in, in, in the Holy Ghost. And he gives you a language where you and the Holy Ghost communicate. And then you hear from God. She said she heard from God, the word. Well, of course. But she heard from a spirit. Not from a, a doctor or a nurse or, or some opinion. No, you should stay here. 
So she obeyed the word of God, and the glory of God is now showing in her. And people, and we see that. We see the glory of God. She takes up an offering. We see the glory of God when she's working, uh, doing all these outreaches and everything. You know that that now that she's not going to stay like that because when God calls you to do something and you do it right and you show the glory, then He has a promotion for you. You'll learn. Keep learning. Okay. We bring glory to God when we make something productive. This is a reason that we must find what we were born to do and not and, and do it. Jesus said to his father in John 17, 14, and he amplified, I have glorified you down here on earth by completing the work that you gave me to do. That's something we have to say to God one day. Lord, I have completed the work you gave me to do. You know, he gave you to do. Question, how did Jesus glorify, how did Jesus glorify his father? You, you just heard it, right? So write the notes. By completing the work that God gave him to do. So when you find out what God, the work that God gave you to do, each one of us has something. And it's not just to go to church and sit there. The reason you come three times a week is to learn. And to wake up and say, man, you know, you know, I, I got, I, I, God told me this, and he does tell you things. Or you see things in, around and said, man, I want to be like that person. I want to do that. By completing the work that God gave me. As kingdom citizens, say, I'm a kingdom citizen. We all have work to do. Some are put here on earth to finance the gospel. That's just, God picture. This man, you're going to finance the gospel because he knows your heart. You will do it. And once you learn that, you know, I mean, I heard Josh say that, you know. Josh said he, he was believing for to, to get into this place where they got Lamborghinis and whatever. And he was, but he wasn't, he, I'm glad that that came out of his mouth because I, I, I wanted to be, to, to do the jo a great job. But I want to make millions to finance the gospel. Obviously, the Spirit came in him and says, you will finance the gospel. And he will. Whenever he starts making it, he's going to finance the gospel. But does the gospel need financing? Yes. You know, we're going to grow where you're at. And you're going to need money to build. And some people, are, are, that's their ministries to give, to build. You think Lakewood Church got big over there on 16 or wherever it is now and, and with no money? Somebody gave money, but it wasn't just all tithes and offerings. There was men in that church, including myself, that were, that, that were given the gift to give. So thousands to give was nothing for us in an offering. And, that's, and there, God picked them. So once you're productive, then you give glory. That's your glory to God. That's your fruit. Hallelujah. We all have work to do. Like I said, and because, because, people don't, because some don't know, they won't do it. They don't know. My people perished for lack of knowledge. I didn't know, so they didn't do it. They died with that glory in them. 
Because they know lack of knowledge. That's why they're destroyed for lack of knowledge. That's why here at the Power Love Church, we teach his people, the kingdom citizen, what God wants them to do. We teach them the word and then God tells them what to do. But the one that learns and understands, say understand. understand. Learns and understands what Jesus put in them. And, and the ones that get it, they glorify God here on earth. Don't you want to glorify God? Man. Hallelujah. Who has read the, the parables of the talents? I know because I probably read this a hundred times to you. And different times in the offering I've read that, you know. Hallelujah. So what's a talent? In the Greek, a talent is equal to 75 pounds. All right? Hallelujah. I must sound like a broken record because as I said I've read this many times. But it's in Matthew 25, 14, 29. God said, tell them again. All right. Matthew 25, 14 to 29 in the Living Translation. Again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated in a new, and I'm sorry, in NL, NLT, New Living Translation. Yeah. Okay. Again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. He called together his servants and entrusted his money to them while he was gone. He gave them five bags of silver to one, two bags of silver to another, and one bag of silver to the, to the last, dividing it in proportions to their abilities. He, left, uh, he then left on a trip. Now, this is important, this one word. He divided to them according to their what? Abilities. So sometimes when you wonder why this person is, is, is trusted with more than this person, well, God, God does know when you become a kingdom citizen what abilities you have. And the, the ones that, that he knows has abilities, he entrusts with more. So the servant who received the five bags of, of silver began to invest the money and earn five more. The servant with the two bags of silver went to work and earned two more. But the servant who received the one bag dug a hole in the ground and he hid the master's money. After a long time, their master returned from the trip and called them to give an account of how they had used his money. The servant whom had entrusted with five bags of silver came forward with five more and said, Master, you gave me five and, uh, to invest, and I have earned five more. The master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have, you have been faithful in handling the small amounts, so now I will give you many more uh, responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. The servant who received the two bags of silver came forward and said, Master, you, you gave me two bags 
And now I earn two more. All right, well done. Now, the servant with one bag of silver came and said, Master, I knew what a harsh man <laughs> harvesting crops you did. <laughs> I knew what a harsh man harvesting uh, crops you didn't plant and gather crops you didn't sow, you didn't cultivate. I was afraid I would lose your money. So I hid it in the, under the earth. Look, here's your money back. But the master replied, you wicked and lazy servant. If you knew I harvested, uh, I harvested crops I didn't plant and gathered crops I didn't cultivate, why didn't you deposit my money in the bank? At least I could have gathered some interest on it. Then he ordered, take this money from, the, from this servant and give it to the ones with the, with the uh, ten bags of silver. To those that he used, more will be given. Whatever given, even more will be given. And then we'll have an abundance. But to those who do nothing, even while little they have, will be taken away. That's powerful right there. You know, now the the servant that didn't do nothing with the money, first of all, you accuse your 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 boss or your your head that he's that he's wicked and mean. Well, some people think God is mean. Some people think God has punished me. God punishes no one. God is love. You can trust Him, but. This servant probably had a bad opinion of him. That's kind of not good words that he said about God, actually, because this, this is what he's really comparing himself, God. And there's some Christians that be, that feel that way. That's what I'm saying. They have opinions. They don't really know. They just think. Well, they heard somebody else tell that. Maybe some religious church said that. I don't know. But God is a good God. He's your father. And us that are his children, when we invest our money, it grows. I started investing money way back then, just a few hundred dollars a, a, a month. Or every paycheck, I put $200 in, 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 in a certain company. And, and, and it grew into 40-something thousand dollars in a few, in, in a few years. I have never touched it. I still keep putting it in there, you know. But I, when I look at the bank account, I see like forty-eight or something thousand dollars in that investment thing, because it grows. You know, when God entrusts you with finances, make it grow. Don't sit on it and don't eat it. Mm. <laughs> Hallelujah! So the one with five bags and. And the one with two bags glorified God. That's the word again, glorified. They glorified God with their productivity. <laughs> See? That's how you glorify God when, you, when you're productive and you make something out of that. You know, and that's when you thank him for your job. You thank him for your business. You thank him for the finances. Because, But you got to use the finances to glorify God. Hallelujah. After, after I understood this parable, because you got to understand. Man, I might have read it hundreds of times before I even understood it. 
When I understood it, then, say then, John 15, 8 became more clear to me. Because you understand part of, you, of what they're teaching you, and you said, oh, now I understand what this other verse means. Because if we tell the truth, we don't understand every verse. We read it, but we don't really understand it. Some, some of them don't sound as good as we think you should until you understand it. So when I understood that, that my dad, about the talents, I read in several versions and put together to get the revelation. When, and here's it. When I bear much fruit, it honors my Father and glorifies Him. And it shows the world that I am a true follower of Him. When does all this happen? When I bear much fruit. So personalize this. The message here, or the revelation, is that fruit means productivity. And productivity means work. And I wrote here, oh, no, not work. <laughs> See, someone wants a free ride on everything. I go to church, I pray, I ask God, and then he gives me money. It don't work that way. We read John 17, 4. But now I need to read it again. Are you ready? Jesus said, I have brought you glory on earth by completing the work that you gave me to do. There's nothing in this verse about praise, prayer, singing, or any other religious activity. So let me clarify this because I don't want you to misunderstand me. Worship and all that is great. You know, I see people dancing and all that, you know. So I, maybe I would if I could, but because uh, I'm dancing inside, though, you know. But, but, but I don't mean don't do it. I said, I said, I'm following the scriptures here, okay? All right. What, what did John say again? I have brought you glory on earth by completing the work that you gave me to do. So I don't bring glory to God by dancing. I bring glory to God by completing the work that he gave me to do. So you need what he gave me to do. Nothing in this verse. Okay, now let me clarify this. I don't want people to misunderstand me. Some have been given the ministry of prayer. That's what, that, that's what God told them. They call them to pray. And they pray. Now they're glorifying God by doing what God told them to do. I mean, I'm talking about an assignment. That's, your, that's what you were called to do. And that's why they pray. Now, intercessors. Some are given the job of intercessor. So you bring glory to God when you do that. And when you complete, you start interceding for others. That's your job. And then some were given the ministry of worship. Now, singing praises, their anointed voice, ministry of, and you know, I mean, I can't sing. I mean, I'm, I, I hear people singing and, and like Georgie playing the instrument, man I, I, man, I wish I could play the instrument like he does. And then, and then they sing. And I have a daughter, a granddaughter, that sings 
that's and I she has a gift because the other ones don't sing like her, and she she was in my house and Georgie came and he was playing the piano and she was singing. Man, beautiful voice, worshiping God, you know. But every all the other grandkids don't do that, not even their moms or dads. But this girl, she's in University of Alabama right now. She loves the Lord, but she has a beautiful voice. So that's when when God gives you that, then then you glorify God by using that. Don't get God gives you a beautiful voice and you don't ever sing. See? All right. Now, worship, singing, praises. Or they have anointed voices. Or here, ministry of helps. See? Those are assignments from God. So when you help, when you do in, in the service or outreaches or whatever, you're, you're always helping, then you're, doing, you're glorifying God by doing the work that he gave you to do. That helps. See? You, you glorify God by working at what he gave you. For example, before he promoted me to, to teacher, pastor, what I'm doing now, I was in the ministry. You know, when I first started, I was in the ministry of helps. And I worked hard at it. And I, it saved me. So I still even do it here, even though I'm not supposed to. You know, they look at me ugly when I cash or when I line people up, but, you know, I don't know. I'm helping because it's in me. That's not my ministry right now, but that's been in me for years, so I just automatically, you know, do it, you know. I go to the River Church and help Pastor uh, Eric Cash and line people up and all that, and, and he knows me, so he, hey, Pastor Jesse, yeah, yeah, go take him that way, and, and you know, I'm like a part of the church because I, he knows my ministry. You know, I've been a minister of helps for years, you know, and before that, okay, so that's that's a ministry. Now, hallelujah. I worked hard at it. Then God promoted me. He promoted me to finance the gospel. That's after I was helping and, and all that at church. Then I started making thousands of dollars and financing the gospel. See, when God told us to give... The $400,000, it didn't bat an eye. I don't care, you know. I have it, so here it is. Uh, let's, let's start rolling here, you know. And I'll do it again. You know, because, because that's my ministry of, of uh, building, financing the gospel. Ask God for that, and then he'll start multiplying. You don't have to know where. It'll start coming. It'll start coming. Somebody will walk up to you and offer you something, and okay, and then all of a sudden, millions start showing up. Hallelujah. I was a fanatic giver. Then, and that's, I'm, that's still in me, even though that's not my anymore, because I got promoted again. <laughs> Today, if I did not preach or teach his word, I could not glorify God. I have to teach. That's how I glorify my father because I'm doing it because he gives me the words. I sit on my desk and I can write 30 pages, which I did here in this, in this teaching just by sitting there and just, you know, because it just comes to me. But, but, but I go, I go I check patients at my job uh, and I had a clinic today. And they were coming in every 30 minutes, you know, so one at 8, one at 8.30. And during the 30 minutes, I was sitting down 
writing their notes. Then the person comes in, oh, how you doing? Oh, I sit down and I check them. Then they leave. Then by the other one shows up, I, I keep writing my notes. I'm still, I'm still in God. You know, communicating with God even though I'm doing my job. See? So I don't glorify God by what I do. I glorify God by the word. Hallelujah. But if I didn't do it, I'd be miserable. I could not glorify God. Who's getting this? I know it seems simple, right? But I'm telling you, it's not practiced every day by people. They don't know that. But once you get a hold of that, you're going to start looking around and praying. And say, okay, God, what, 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 what's my next move, you know? God's glory came out in the work that Jesus did. And we will glorify God in, through our work. That's how he designed us. Our original design and role in the Garden of Eden was as a worker, as an overseer, overseeing and caring for the garden all the creatures that God created. Hmm. I know that. And Hallelujah. And I teach what the word says. And it says, we are not saved by works. And some religions have turned that into a, you know, into can live any way you want. Well, I know that works won't get you to heaven. But you can't glorify God. Who's getting this? Hmm. Unless you do his work, the one he gave you to do. Hmm. Who's getting it? Okay, so think about and when we bear fruit, our, that's our work. We bear fruit. We expose God's glory and prove we belong to him. Can you say amen? amen? We don't just bring out our glory on Sunday or on Wednesday. We, we bring out our glory on our job, our profession, our, the rest of the week. That's every day we bring out God's glory. People look at you and say, that's not the, that's not the normal person. You can see God all over him. What am I saying? Glory comes out in our work and at home, not just at church. Our glory, say my glory, glory. is doing the work that I was born to do. Bingo. That's after you were born again. When we were lost, dead in our spirits, we were working, but most of us were not born to do that work. Hallelujah. But God, doing what you were born to do reveals who you really are. I was born to create wealth, to give, and to preach God's word. I know. I know. Are you listening? You have to know that you know that you know. Revealing who we are really are also exposes God's glory. Within us makes it possible for others to look at our lives and see who he really is. You know, some some people that profess to be so holy, 
disappoint people. You know, I hear uh, a, a, a lady that used to go to church, and I ask her, well, what happened? Where's your pastor? Oh, who's your pastor? She said, he's in jail. Now, that person didn't glorify God, and, and, and it just hurts people. And there's a lot of them like that. We, we served a pastor for a little while. Thank God it's only a little while, you know, that went to jail. So I can relate. So you got to be right. You got to pick the right people. You got to stick with the right word. People that you see God's glory in them. Man. So when you look at your mirror and, and you see the Father, can you say, okay? Glory. Glory. Ooh. I believe that Jesus' greater desire for his followers, but that they would come to know and experience the same oneness, say oneness, that he and his father enjoyed. Man, one with Christ. Experience that. You can't, you can't walk around if you're one with Christ and not say, Jesus. You cannot walk around if you're not one in Christ and say, what about Shandito? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I walk down the hall everywhere. What about Shandito? You know, sometimes I don't see a person that maybe hurt their feelings. I just say hi. But, but I just, what about Shandito? Thank you, my Father. Thank you, my Father. You get into another realm. Oneness with him. Ooh. The last prayer of Jesus that was recorded just prior to his crucifixion. He expressed this. Are you ready? John 17, 5. Now, Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory and majesty that I had with you before the world existed. That was his prayer. Then, then John 17, 10 in the, in the Amplified, he prays, And all things that are mine are yours. And all things that are that are yours are mine. And I am glorified in him, in them. Now let's turn to John 17, 20 to 24. In the in in the NI, uh, NIV, NIV. All right. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in who believe in me. Through their message, and all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me, and I am in you. May they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. Oh, have given them glory. I have given them glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. I in them. And you and me, and that they may be brought to complete unity, then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Father, I want those that have given me that have given me to be to be with me where I am and to see my glory, the glory that you have given me. 
because you loved me before the creations of the world. Take that for yourselves. Pray that, look at it, and say, that's you he's talking about. He wants you to be with him. But start being with him here before you get there. I'm sure that Jesus didn't just walk around quiet. I'm sure he kept talking to his father all the time, walking around, sitting, praying always. That's what you need to do. So test yourself. I don't know where, I don't live with you, so I don't know what you do. But if, you know, if you say that you're full of the Holy Ghost and power, then it, it should be showing. It should be coming out of your body. It should be like feeling when you, when you shake hands, like, whoa, you know. Let me explain it like this. When you work for a man, for a manufacturer, or a company that creates or sells products, then the glory of the maker is seen when the product performs as designed and advertised. Okay? Does that make sense? Yes, Jesus said that he had received glory through his followers. He said, glory has come to me through them who bear his name. Can you say, that's me? So see, you got a responsibility. You know? That's what he said. He's believing that, that he, glory has come to me through them who bear my name. Can you say, that's me? When we successfully carry out the design, purpose of our designer, we bring the glory to his name. He designed us a certain way. If we act like the designer, then we bring glory to him. I don't think everybody got it. Come on. Who's learning tonight? Does it make sense to you? Maybe not to the... To the senses, okay? Because we don't operate on sense. I don't, that's just a worldly term. Does it make sense to you? No, it doesn't. That's okay. <laughs> Maybe not the senses, but I want you to get this message in your spirit or in your heart. Not your sense. I don't care what your brain says. Get it in your heart. Hallelujah. From before the creation of the world, Jesus and the Father were one. And Jesus prayed that we, as his followers, would share that. That's what he wants you to do. Same oneness. Hallelujah. When you start understanding this and start acting it, you become a different person. No longer the person that knew you knows you like that anymore. So it's something different. You change. I pray that the Holy Spirit opens your spiritual eyes to this, to this fact. And I have heard several teachers teach these verses before. And almost every time, these verses were used to teach unity in the body. And that's not what I'm telling you. Unity with Christ, not in the body. But the Holy Spirit gave me my understanding, this message. Are you ready? Jesus' primary concern in these verses is not as much unity in the unity as a union, one word can change everything. Definition of unity. The state of being in one accord or harmony. Union, the state of matrimony. Man, that, that's heavy. I don't know if you're getting it. But it's like you're married to him. 
This, the, everybody respects that word, the state of unit to the state of matrimony. I'm going to get married with my husband. We're going to go to the altar. We're going to kiss, hold hands and all. Well, that's what Jesus wants from you. That unity with him, like, like a matrimony, becoming one. I, me and my wife are one. And when I pray, I pray for her. And I said, we are one. And that's what, that's, that's what God wants you to understand, that you and Jesus are one. One. Oneness. I thought myself happy. I don't know about you, man. I was happy in my office when I was doing this. Did you get it? Hallelujah. Just as Jesus and his father were one, and they shared, they shared God's nature. They were one. We share God's nature. So he prayed that his followers may be one as we are one, he said. Now, you are the followers. Your responsibility is to get to that point. Get to the point where you become one with him. And that's all you think about. That's all you dream about. That's, you know, I mean, if you, are, if you have a marriage this beautiful marriage, that a great relationship. You can't, you, you can't wait to call home. You can't wait to call. How you doing? You can't wait to get home. But that's what you. That's the what part you want to get excited about Jesus. Man, I can't wait to see. I can't wait to talk to him. I can't wait. You know. Hallelujah. He prayed that his followers may be one, as we are one. He said. Jesus' prayer for us is that we will that we will be brought into a complete unity, complete harmony, a marriage like you and your wife. Ah, complete unity with our own God nature. In other words, he wants us to know who we really are. We are children made in the spinning image of our Father. That's why when you look in the mirror, you better see the Father. Because he looks like you and you look like him. If you don't like yourself, man, you're in trouble. No, get born again. Get full of the Holy Ghost and then go back and start looking again, you know. And you say, oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> warning. Warning, warning. Do not buy into the lies that the rest of the world says you are. Don't die. Don't care what they say you are. They say you're fat and ugly. That's too bad. That's what they did. I mean, I got Jesus in me. <laughs> they have opinions. It's their opinion, not mine. I got the Holy Ghost. Hmm. Jesus said, and he is the truth. I have given them the glory that you gave me. What does that mean? What is glory? True nature. Jesus gave us the same nature that he and the Father shared. Wow. Am I going too fast? I have to slow down so you can digest this bread of life. I hope you're taking notes. Jesus glorified his Father by completing the work that his Father gave him to do. Then he got promoted. Carlos, don't go nowhere. I'll talk about you. Where did Jesus get promoted? All the work he did on earth. How did he get promoted? Do you know? 
The next promotion was to sit at the right hand of the Father. How higher can you go than that? He did everything God told him to do on earth, and he got, okay, now you go sit on my right hand, but not sit in my right hand drinking and smoking or whatever, no, no, or eating, no. Not sit in my right hand to have fun. You still, I'm going to give you another job to do. You sit at my right hand, make an intercession for those that you left behind. The followers that he's going to pray us in. And give us the power to obey him. He's sitting right now at the right hand of the Father. He says the example on earth to bring glory to the Father. And he's making intercession for you and me. Hallelujah. Who's with me? See, everything Jesus did revealed the Father's glory. But nothing more than his death on the cross. Man, people think, man, death on the cross, you mean that's glory? He died on the cross like that, and you call that glory? Yeah, he brought glory to God by dying on the cross. Nothing more than his death on the cross and his resurrection. The cross was Jesus' ultimate work. Everyone say work. The cross fully manifested his glory. It was what he, what he was born to do. Question. Hallelujah. Ask ourselves, what was I born to do? And remember, I'm talking about since you were born again, not when you were born a baby. What was I born to do? The answer, you need to be born again, then feed your spirit Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. And slowly, say slowly, you will start working in the church. That's where I bring Carlos up. Uh, this man was lost. He was out in the world. He got saved. Beatrice brought him to church. Slowly, and I don't know when, what the time period was, he started looking around. And saw what needed to be done. And he, I don't think nobody made him an usher. I think he made himself an usher. <laughs> you know? We don't pick people here and say, you're going to be an usher. You're going to be a greeter. You're, no. They come to us. He started ushering. And, and, and the glory of God, he's showing the glory of God by doing the work that he got given to do. Every time I see him standing over there, or he's always looking at me, and I'm, I'm an old, experienced man with the ministry of help, so I've been in usher before, so I kind of like, you know, he, he reacts to everything. But some other people, I'm trying to get their attention, and like, mm -hmm. <laughs> ministry of helps. I was an armor bearer for John Austin. That was another position I was in, armor bearer. Armor bearer looks at the pastor, keeps his eyes on him. You know, if he, if he makes any move, I know what he needs. And if he needs anything, he knows I'm looking at him. But some people don't look at anywhere, you know, like, they don't. Yeah. I, I still do it. I still am armor bearer for Pastor uh, Sandy, even though I'm associate pastor. I don't care. I'm still an armor bearer. I can be sitting in the lobby, which I do a lot. Y'all seen me out there, uh, looking at it on the screen. Nobody bothered me. Uh, but 
But if I see Pastor Sandy go like this, you see me come right in. You've seen that, right? And, and the minute she, she sees me sit there, and I, she'll go, she didn't have to call. There are other people sitting here, but I don't know if they notice that. If I, if I, see, if I see that she's tears or something, I'll bring her to the Kleenex. You know? I'm not catching anybody over here, because if I catch somebody, I might have to catch me. You know? Uh, <laughs> but I used, I used to do that. But, but I stand over here. The person is mic gets in the way. I just I just grab it like that. She gives it to me. What what is all that? That's a ministry, you know. I am not ashamed to walk down uh, down the aisle and walk in front and sit down. Other people are intimidated. Well, I can't go up there because, you know, I mean, because hey, I, I'm a son of God, man. I'm I'm walking the image of God. I, I I I'm in here, man, with my ministry. I go. I used to walk Lakewood Church up and down the stairs everywhere, you know. <laughs> that's my ministry, armor bearer. And that's what I'm saying about this man right here. I honor you. You're the glory of God is shown by the work you do. You glorify God like that. And hallelujah. And there are other people, you know what I mean, that I, that I can call out, you know, Gabriel, man. Gabriel, ex-drug ex whatever user, when come... Uh, you know, I, I always say his story. He had drugs in his socks when he came here, uh, and 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 now, you know, he is the same way. He he, he gets a man meeting. He he's out in outreaches. He's doing. He's first on everything. That's his. That's the job that I'm talking about. He glorifies God by doing that. Now, th don't get condemned if you don't. But now you know that there's something that God's called you to do. In the kingdom, in the kingdom, not in the world, in the kingdom, right? And for the kingdom. And there's openings all the, all the time, see? But then there comes promotions. Huh. Hallelujah. Um, you heard my testimony. I say it all the time. I said under John Osteen, then I was an usher, then a minister of helps, then an armor bearer for the pastor, then he then now he promoted to a teacher and a pastor. The promotions comes along the way, and he doesn't even have to do it in the same church. It could be anywhere, you know. Oh, and he used me to finance the gospel. That's what I heard Josh say. That's why Josh, you touched my heart. Where's Josh? Oh, there you are, Josh. You touched my heart when you said that. I, I'm glad you wanted to make millions, but then you clarified it. You said, to, I want to be used to finance the gospel. That is the ministry. That's what's going to glorify Jesus. Hallelujah. And he's going to give you that because you're going to do that. Our work should reveal Jesus in us, who in turn reveals the Father, who is our Savior. What we do with our lives should ultimately reveal the full weight, say full weight, full weight. of God <laughs> before, a wash, before a world that's washing us. Are you getting it? That's what we were born to do. Hallelujah. 
born of the Spirit first. Then look at Pastor Sandy. That is, Pastor Sandy was also a medical uh, doctor's assistant, right? A medical clinic. But she could have stayed there. But look at the glory of God that she wouldn't have never shown. I believe she was with us in another church where she quit that job. And then she, when, she, when she came, she started doing the announcements. And then sometimes taking up the offering, selling books at another church, you know, quit her job. And start serving God. And she got promoted, promotion after promotion after promotion to promoted to pastor. What a waste if she would have stayed at a job and never preached the gospel. I mean, she's, she's on fire for Jesus. I see the glory of God in her. And I just step aside. I knew from the beginning that she would pastor and I would be a, the associate pastor. Nobody had to tell me because Jesus had already told me. Now, where I'm going from here, I don't know, but I'm sure there's another promotion coming somewhere. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Man, glory manifested through our work. I bet you're tired of that word glory by now, right? Let me put it another way. Your glory is who you really are. The ultimate you. The true person hidden inside the one that no one ever really saw before. Your full glory is everything that you were born to do and you haven't done yet. Everything you have dreamed but haven't accomplished yet. Say yet. Yes. Once you recognize and reveal it's your full glory, hallelujah, that will bring to your life a greater sense of purpose, fulfillment, and satisfaction than anything else. You'll, every time you walk into this church, you come with a smile on your face knowing that I don't know what's going to happen, but it's going to be good. Ooh. Let me go to my, let me go to my closing. <laughs> Listen closely. There must be a moment in life for each of us when we can say, this is it. A moment when we, our glory, we and our glory become one. A moment when we get in sync with our glory. Like a printer getting in sync with a computer. When we reach that place, we will then realize God's purpose in our life. Until then, we have no right to die. Did you hear me? We have no right to die. So fear of death, you better leave. Did you hear me? None of us were supposed to die until we have fully manifested the glory of God trapped inside of us. Who got it? Come on. When you said, why are you not going to die? 
not only because he gave me, he said that I would live a long life, but why? Because I haven't really shown the glory that's in me yet. Do I have time for a second closing? Oh, I like you to say that. John 12, 23 in NIV. Jesus replied, Hmm. The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Verse 27 to 29 in John chapter 12 in the uh, NIV. Now my soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? No. It was for this very reason I came to, to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it and will glorify it again. The crowd that was there and heard and heard it said, it had thundered, or said an angel had spoken to him. Jesus knew that his moment of glory would be the cross. Until that moment arrived, Jesus had no right to die. Do you hear me? Nobody could kill him. Because the moment of glory was the cross. And he knew that. Now your job is to know that about yourself. I can't die before my glory is exposed. There's much in me that needs to be shown. Hallelujah. We need to be aware that until our moment arrives, we cannot die. That's what give you so much peace. Go home think, man, I don't care about feeling here or feeling there. I mean, I know I'm going to live because my glory hasn't fully developed. When you know that, you will live in peace daily, every day. Peace. And that's when you start thanking God even more. Oh, thank you, Jesus. And I won't die till you show the glory of God. I've got to show the glory. Show me what I have to do to show your glory. When you know that, you will be live happy. If we die without finishing what we were born to do, we are messing with God's reputation. Do you hear me? And I, I'm just real, you know. Talking real words, you can understand. His reputation is as he, when he says it, it'll come to pass. Now, if you die before you show your glory, then you're messing up with his reputation because he already spoke it. You need to live it. Live it out. My glory is to help other people like yourself discover their glory. So that's what my job is to do. My glory is to, when I, when I hear testimonies of what you got and what you changed because of that, that's the glory that God, that, I'm, that God was, I glorify God by that. Hang in here. Hang with us, you will find it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't have a third closing, so. Man, I, I love to teach who, who got something. For real? Or did, I didn't bore you, did I? Well, I like a testimony anyway. So come up. You raise your hand real quick, so you must have got something. Carlos, you get something? 
Um, well, at, I think it was last week, too, where you said, like, what's the definition of glorify? And so even last week, I started thinking about it. And, and you know, I started thinking of other words, like well, purify. Well, purify, to make something pure. So glorify, to make something glory, to make something, you know, glory. I don't know. I, that's just how my brain was thinking about it. And so how you said, like, God's put something inside of us and like a seed. I remember you mentioned like an acorn. There's, you know, thousands of acorns that haven't released their glory because they never sprouted. They're just a dead seed. But when that seed sprouts and takes root and it gives birth to a tree, it's, it springs up and brings up a, a huge tree that you wouldn't imagine could come from a little acorn. And it's a mighty oak tree that is covered with thousands of more seeds. And so that's in us, that same, the seed of God, the, the glory of God is in us waiting to be tapped into and, and cracked and sprout and, and manifest, show, and, but not just for a one-time thing. Like an oak tree produces acorns every year and more acorns and more acorns. And, and some of those acorns make more seedlings and more trees. And some of them, you know, may, may not sprout, but it's like there's... Uh, what's the word? Per like, you guys use the word perpetual, like perpetual blessing, but there's a perpetual production, seed in us. Like, it just continues and continues and continues. And that life of the tree is um, strong as it, you know, as it stays rooted. And so, but like even that intimate, organic uh, relationship with Christ is how you create that abundant harvest. That's if that tree is not rooted and grounded, it's not going to produce acorns. It's not going to produce more seeds. And um, so that's what we, we need to stay connected. We need to stay rooted and grounded. And then we produce perpetual glory. glory. Perpetual glory. Glory. <laughs> glory. 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 Carlos, I went, you got to come up because I, 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 mean, I prayed about it. God showed me you in my office. I was talking to him. And, and your face just kept coming in front of me because because I'm impressed with how you jumped into the the people say, well, what am I calling? Well, man, you just came and started doing and, and the glory of God shows every every service, especially Sunday morning. You can see it. Now, you came in this church. And at what point did you say, well, OK, God, God wants me to do this? Well, um, Pastor Jesse, um, first of all, I want to say what, what really got me was as I kept coming, you kept saying Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. And you say you do it for a year, you'll never be the same. And I've been doing it now for like three or four years. Back, I mean, cause consistently, you know, it's, it's like it's, a, it's not a routine, it's just in me, you know, it's... Regardless of what goes on, I'm going to be here Wednesday. Ain't nothing going to stop. Ain't nothing going to rain on my parade for Sunday. I just, you know, it's, it's, a, it's basically it's an honor to stand up here beside you because I know I can speak for a lot of us. We we sit here, I like, I'm, I think Vanessa used the word soaking. I, I let it soak in, you know, and it's like you said, we start off tonight. You say you hear something, you put it on the shelf. 
And it's like I heard something two years ago. I just now got it last month. Oh, that's what he meant. You know, it's a, it's a lot of like it's a lot of teachings you give. It is the same thing, but are you receiving it in your heart? You know, for the longest, it was about the whale. I didn't know. I just heard the whale. I wasn't receiving it, but then I didn't know that Jesus sent that, that whale for him to be swallowed. And it was like a light came on to me. Like wow, I was out there in the world. You know, but she led me the way to get saved, you know, and, and save her life. So I just thank God for what he did. And to get what, what you're saying to be where I am, it's, it's like, you, you know, you have to have a purpose, you know. And and I didn't know where I fit in at, though, but like you said, I pay attention to observe a lot. And um, I can tell you who drive what and when the last time you've been here, you know, it's... I observe so, but I I, I learned. I got that from him. He'll walk around. You think he's not looking at you, but he he watching you. Yeah, and uh, he don't forget either. <laughs> yeah, it's just a little side note. It's like whenever I go out to eat with him, I tell my wife like, shh, because he's gonna bring it back up, you know. But <laughs> he, he told me tonight. He said, um, he said, thought I forgot didn't and I said. But no, um, to get where I was is just, I wanted to help out somewhere. I started working outside, messing with the grass, um, filling in potholes, you know. It's, I wanted to do something. I remember helping loading trucks. Me and Pastor George spent the night here one night. You know, I, I had never did nothing like that before. And, you know, slowly as I started coming, my heart started changing. I had a stony heart. My heart got softer and softer. Yeah, but I'm not gonna. I'm, I, I'm gonna stop right there. I'm not gonna leave Brother Ram because I used to avoid Pastor Jesse because you know how he do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and I used to try to avoid eye contact with him, and and I go this way, and I turn that way. Ram there with his Bible. It's like it's like he was hitting me in the face. He would slap me, and then come Sunday, Pastor Pastor Sandler was punching me, but but. To make a long story short, it was for me to hear. It was, it was all about me. You know, it was all about me. You know, it wasn't no, you talking about me. I took it to heart, like she mentioned Sunday, that she was teaching on the blood of Jesus. You know, I come up and she started laughing at me and clapped her hands and said, it's already been done. I took that to heart. You know, the blood already been shed. What you waiting on? Ha, 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 you know? And, and I mean, like, it's... Immediately, you know, nothing, nothing, no withdrawals, no, I'm a uh, one won't hurt, none of that. And it's it's like, like a week or so passed. I'm like, is this real? You know, some most stuff had happened, and she was telling me like, with a telephone. It's, I was the science going, you know, I was a blues guy, you know, I like to drink and uh, uh, uh. he took all of that. He, he took all of that, but I, I'm not going to say I'm, I'm spot free because I still got some work to do, you know, but God is so good, and thanks for letting y'all sit y'all down every now and then when y'all listen, but <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I love everyone, and thank you, uh, Pastor uh, Jesse, Pastor Joy, Pastor Sandy, I love y'all, I love this church. That's another thing. This church brings something out of you, so much love. 
it's it's like you get chills sometimes, you know. I mean, I've been up for a minute, I still get chills. It's just it's church. It's it's, it's beautiful, you know. It's, you can feel the anointing in it, and I love to jump, so I got to do it. <laughs> Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Wow! Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now bow your heads and bow your heads and, and ask Jesus. Are you in me? Can you let me know what my job is? And if you don't know, if you don't know that you're born again by the Spirit, then I want you to come up to the front and let me pray with you.